Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents... It's one person coming in from China. It's going to disappear. One day it's like a miracle. It will. Oh, gonna all be great. Hello gonna be so and good. welcome to this the is Sup a Daily Coronacast. I'm Lisa Morales. Podcast. And I'm Sammy no, Cushbine. And the Coronacast is your daily rundown of all the latest news on COVID-19, how we're getting through it, and just how close we are to ending the crisis. Let's get into it. Hi, Sammy. Hey, Elise. <laughs> how are you doing? I'm good. I'm coming at you from the living room today. Uh, That's exciting. Changing it up. Let, let us know. Uh, let us know in the reviews if you can tell when I'm coming from the living room versus the bedroom. <laughs> it's a regular anchor studio you have there. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. How's your choir? It's the same. You know, my wedding was supposed to be this weekend. It I wasn't. Know. And yeah, I mean, it was a little weird, but I'm like happy that's over. Like I'm happy that time has passed now. Yeah. It feels it's a little bit like more. Now it's like. It officially, it happened. Yeah. Like you're not waiting for it to be, like it was postponed. It happened. Right. Exactly. But I have the new one, you know, starting, you know, it's, I've started to plan it. I did a whole bunch of brides episode about that. So if people want to hear more about that, you can hear all about it. Yeah. Um, It's really interesting. Exciting. It's really interesting because I'm still trying to plan my wedding like a little bit, but also like can't do too much because I I just feel like we need to wait a little bit longer before we put money down on anything. Well, so what's your date? What's your date? My date is August 2021. So I've got a lot of time. Yeah, you do have time. I think you like probably will get to have it. Um, Who knows? If, I know. We're I, like, you, I would just like maybe try to talk to your vendors because like they're not in a great position either and be like, would you mind if I like defer these deposits? And in case I do have to cancel due to Corona, would you That's like- what we're doing. Basically everyone, every vendor we've talked to is like reworking their entire, like all their contracts and stuff to, for the fact that like, I mean, I don't know if you listen to the most recent daily episode yeah, about like, what the next two years might look like, but they were basically saying we could be in a situation of like shutdowns and reopenings and shutdowns and reopenings. So it's like, Maybe I'll have my wedding in August 2021. Maybe it'll be in the middle of a shutdown. So obviously we now need to make sure that everything has a postponement planned into it. Well, what's weird is that like if it's shutdowns, reopening, shutdowns, reopenings, like at what point in the reopening are you like, I'm cool to have a wedding? Because like it's not just like, oh, I'm going to work or the, you know. You're right. It's like I'm asking asking hundreds of people to to gather. Right. I know. And my and my wedding is in New York. So I'm like, come to New York, guys. It's fine. Well, I think that I think that because yours is in August, like the later it goes, even if it even if yes, we are doing this for like two years or a while, or two years could be like the long end, or it could be like the accurate number. We have no Um, idea. But the longer the the longer it is, especially if it's into what could potentially be the Biden administration, um, the chance of there being like tools that would allow you to have a wedding even if there yeah. still is coronavirus is higher so like more testing contact tracing antibody tests maybe maybe there's some sort of prophylactic treatment 
or, yeah. or maybe they're able to treat people who do get it better. So like by August, 2021, like the chance of that being the case is much higher yeah. than like August, 2020, let's say. Yeah. But Lord, I mean, obviously there's a whole other podcast about this that you can listen to <laughs> yes. that's just media that discusses this exact process. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this just became an episode of brides. Like, <laughs> I know. Well, you know, if it's not a wedding, it could be like, it could be like, when should I get pregnant or whatever? Could be anything. It's hard. I mean, the bottom line is that it's just impossible to plan anything. It's crazy. Like career wise, I know among comedians were like, when do live shows come back? Like that was my whole life was doing live shows. And I'm just like, do they come back? When do they come back? Like who makes that call? I think they'll come back like small live shows will come back like before large weddings. Yeah. Something like that. And definitely before like, like, okay, here's, here's what like, is it to, into your favor. Everyone wants sports to open. Like, let's be honest. Like you have a bunch of these men and they're just like, Oh, I want my fucking sports. Like, and, and is it the only thing I let myself be emotional about and I can't, yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> right. Exactly. So you have like, just a bunch of men who want sports to come back and you have like the financial incentives for sports to come back. So once they allow sports, it's going to be hard to be like, you can't have your comedy show. Like, you know what I mean? So the fact that they're so motivated to get sports back gives me hope because if they're interested in getting sports, then everything smaller than sports should be able to happen. (laughs) That is a really good point. That does give me hope. So (laughs) Thank you to the NFL. Maybe. Should we get into the headlines? The yeah, the actual news for real. Not just our not speculation. Just- yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll do that. Um, as of midday today, April 21st, I hope you all had a nice 420. More than 42,000 Americans have died from COVID 19. Um, despite this very high number, which is nearing the death toll of the Vietnam War. Um, a number of Southern states are announcing plans to reopen their economies. Republican governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, the one who, if you may remember, illegitimately won the election yeah. due to his purge of people from the voter rolls. Yep. He should be Stacey Abrams, but he's should not, be Stacey Abrams. Right. It, it, if it were Stacey Abrams, then I have a feeling that nail salons, massage therapists, bowling alleys, and gyms wouldn't be opening on Friday, which right. they and are. she would know fundamentally as a woman – how hard it is not to have any of the nail salons or fucking hair salons open as we discussed already on the pod, but she would still have kept them closed. I know. Restaurants and movie theaters are coming back on Monday um, in Georgia. Um, Brian Kemp is also the same guy who realized about a week ago that the virus can spread from asymptomatic people, even though we've known that for like several months now. Um, And he made this call despite the White House guidance that states should see a 14-day drop in cases before they loosen restrictions. Um, And even Trump hasn't asked the nation to reopen until May 1st. Um, Georgia's death toll and case rate have not seen a decisive drop. So it's not like he's like even reacting to like some semblance of good news. And 23% of people who take a coronavirus test in Georgia test positive. Um, So this seems like kind of a stupid idea, but you know, since it is a virus and it does spread in a scientific way, we will know the results of this in about a week or two. It's so crazy because these people, like they are exacerbating this issue because like now what we're going to see is like, you know, 
the states that took it seriously the first time, their cases are going to go down and it's going to explode in these places that opened up restrictions too early. And it's just going to be this cyclic. And then those people come to visit New York and now we have it again and we're going to be passing this virus around because a state by state solution like what Trump is talking about doesn't make sense for a virus. Right. When you have no border control between the places. Like it doesn't it doesn't work because once someone who's infected from Georgia comes to New York, now New York has it again. Once someone who is that someone from New York goes to Georgia and starts walking around, now Georgia's got it. Like it's it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. But um you, here's the thing. The the part for me that like gives me some semblance of like, okay, like have fun with that, is that this the numbers will tell the story. Like yeah. I think, so there were protests last week to open up um, the country and I don't remember which state it is. I think it's Kentucky. Um, Kentucky on Wednesday had protests and on Sunday they saw their highest number of cases. Ev- like their se- I think it was either their highest or their second highest number of cases ever. Yeah. And like, I did in that- the next four days, five days, they already saw the results of, of that protest. So yes. like, it's it's a quick turnaround. It's also like these protests in the places where that's happening are in places where they don't like they're not seeing the effects on the street yet the way like you or I or people who are in New York or LA or people in Washington state like those of us who have lived in an epicenter or a major outbreak area we know what's going on. A lot of these places haven't gotten there yet. But yeah. unfortunately because it's fucking science, they will. Right. And then my, we'll see. My mom lives in Florida and she is like, yeah, people are out and about. She's like, my neighbor, I, he went to the beach. I saw him on the first day he could. I saw him unpack a surfboard. She's like, no one's wearing a mask. No one, everyone's just like doing whatever the fuck they want. And yeah, she asked that I sue the state of Florida if anything happens to her. <laughs> so I love, I love that. And you should. Did you see the video of Ron DeSantis <laughs> putting on his mask? Yeah. What the hell? He put it on. For those of you, I mean, for those of you who haven't seen it, you should really just type it into Twitter. You'll see it. But he put it on, like, instead of putting both things over his ears, he just turned it the other way and put one over his entire head and then let the other, like, elastic just hang down. <laughs> Like, what is so hard for these idiots to understand about masks? Like, you had Matt Gates in his, like, Darth Vader mask and then, you know, having to quarantine himself. Like, why are they so against taking public safety precautions? It's probably because they hate science. I, I literally don't understand how you don't know how to put on a mask. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners. I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you are searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone on any occasion. Now it's easier to find gifts made by independent sellers for all of the people in your life, like the pickleballers, I know plenty of those, the jazz fan, the artist, the pasta lover, whatever niche interest they have, you can find an incredible gift on Etsy. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there is something for everyone. There is so much pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas specifically for my dad, but my dad loves flying. He loves airplanes. He loves aviation, and he never gets sick of a cute little gift that has a reference to that. And the inventory for that on Etsy is incredible. I hope my dad lives for 200 years because I can get him a birthday present related to aviation or planes from Etsy for every single one of them, if not 
hundreds and hundreds of years more. There really is that much. A gifting moment is always around the corner, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Speaking of stuff that doesn't make a lot of sense or help with the virus in any way, President Trump announced on Twitter last night that he will use an executive order to stop all immigration into the United States. So um, that's interesting. He tweeted, uh, <clears throat> let me, get, I'll get my Trump ready. Uh, in light of the attack from the invisible enemy, as well as the need to protect the jobs of our great American citizens, I will be signing an executive order to temporarily suspend immigration into the United States. So I've been watching the press conferences, so working on that impression. He just wanted an excuse to do that, clearly, yeah. because it's here. We don't need anyone also, to bring it here. It literally, it actually, again, it, it doesn't make sense because um, the United States actually has like the largest amount of cases right now. So like other countries should be stopping immigration from us. Like yeah. it's not other people who are bringing it in. It's us who are transferring around each other. So it really, it doesn't improve the situation in any way to stop people coming in. He just wanted to do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's also like he's he's shutting down the borders at the same time that he is saying that he's tweeting liberate Michigan and like all the so you're saying that the states should just go back to normal, but you're you're also saying that we can't allow people into the country. So yeah, what's we're your justification all immigration for immigration into the United States? It's that dire that we're suspending all immigration into the United States, but also it's fine and like. These these states should open up and da da da, and we should all be traveling among the states. It doesn't. It's because there's no cohesive strategy or plan from the top down. His Trump's only motivation and his only plan is to deflect responsibility. Yeah. So he's just like he's like, oh, I can get rid of immigration. I I have always wanted to do that, so I'll do it. But in every other thing, he just wants to make sure he's like he's not the one held responsible for anything. Well, it's a combination of deflecting responsibility and making the best news for himself in the next like five minutes to 24 hours rather than like what would be the long-term best story for himself. Also, let's, so, something I want to say is that I think a lot of what he does and says is just a distraction. The immigration yeah. thing is just to send us all on a goose chase talking about this, which we are doing, rather than focusing on the fact that like he's probably making money off of this and also based and also to keep us away from the fact that the the government is trying to like interfere in the um like sending of like the transfer of PPP or PPE like from private hospitals, like they're trying to get their own equipment and yes. the government is literally standing in the way of that happening and confiscating equipment if they can find it, um, even if it's on its way to a hospital. So right now, like we are talking about this immigration thing, which like who's even trying to come anymore anyway? Like really? Like yeah. really? Okay. I mean, right now it, it does seem like it's a thing where it's like, I mean, all global travel is basically halted right in many i mean i guess you still technically could come but like it's just people immigrating to the united states is not the issue it's not a big or relevant issue as to what is happening in the country right now 
yeah, he uses racism, whether it's about immigration or calling it the Chinese virus or whatever it is, to distract from the actual really bad malfeasance that he's committing. Yeah, you can killing tell, people. You can tell that he is desperate for a scapegoat and he has yet to find one that has effectively worked. Like it kind of worked with China, but even still, like again, the virus doesn't lie. Like these numbers don't lie. And people know if they can't get a test. People know if their loved ones are dying or getting sick. Like it's it's he as much as he can do his dance and he can like deflect and do all of start these little fires like he fucking loves to do like at the end of the day if your loved one dies of COVID-19 there's nothing he can do to like stop you from investigating that or wanting to know more about why that happened right and I know that this is just anecdotal but I have seen a lot of anecdotes of this more than throughout the entirety of his administration you see a lot of people who I think are actually kind of turning around on him like people who I never thought would like just tire of his shit. They're like, no, I'm really sick of being in my house now. And there are people who are dying from his advice. And I finally see it. And yeah. you, I've been hearing more and more of those, you know, people saying like, I have an aunt or I have a grand, you know, some sort of family member. Um, and you never used to hear that. You used to hear yeah. like they're doubling down, like, you know, so but yeah, I mean, you can't you can't deny it. People know whether or not they are sick and can get a test or not. They know whether they know whether they're healthy and can get a test or not. And I think if like a lot of people who are looking into this, they're bored. They know that the way to get out of this is through mass testing. And I don't yeah. even I know people who are sick who can't even get a test. So I know. I mean, it's still it's still really really difficult. And so on this policy, quote unquote that he announced he's offered no details on how his administration plans to halt legal immigration at all. So it's another thing that he just makes an insane declaration, a huge thing. Like when, like his first coronavirus speech where he's like, no one can come into the U S or whatever. Like the first time he was like, I'm shutting down all the borders. You need to be back in the U S by Friday. He has oh my no, God. I forgot about that. He has and no he details. And all these people to go to the airport. Oh, my God. Exactly. So, again, he has no details. I imagine that there are people who are in the middle of the immigration process right now who are probably freaking the fuck out because they don't, like, they don't know where their status is because I imagine that it's going to become, like, it, it's going to be insane for everyone. Yeah. Once. Really well. Like, Exactly. It's like, because we, I, I mean, I remember even like Brian's boyfriend was in Spain and had a ticket to come back on Friday, which was technically the day Trump said you could come back. But it's like, you want to come back earlier because it's going to be a clusterfuck. You don't even know what's going to happen on that actual day or if you'll be able to get on a plane. Um, and so <laughs> that was thunder. Oh, shit. Okay. So if anyone's wondering, it's raining a lot. And if you hear thunder in the background, it's, that's Thunder. that's it. It's and that's the joy that's the joy of recording from home. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same with the same fish picture? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. 
Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you and the entire family covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week, and they serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it is economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. So for a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash feverdream. That's homechef.com slash feverdream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash feverdream. You must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Okay, so Sammy, you alluded to this earlier, but another thing that's going on right now is that we've been hearing the Trump administration, on the one hand, say that states are responsible for coordinating and expanding testing. Uh, So we wanted to give you guys a little update on how some of that is going. Uh, In Maryland, Governor Larry Hogan, who is a Republican, but has been outspoken about the White House's lack of coordination on testing, got 500,000 coronavirus test kits from South Korea. So that's great. But the reason that he got them had nothing to do with our government or anything. He got them because his wife is a South Korean immigrant and she she had a hookup on 500,000. I know. If she didn't like she needs she she should have like presented the masks like done like a big ceremony where she just unveiled them to that Hamilton song that's like immigrants we get the job done (laughs) yeah it's true I mean the Um, contrast of those two things he's like no more immigrants and she uses like her international connection to save lives to get 500,000 masks for her state the the test kits test kits um Oh, yeah. Sorry. 500,000 test kits for the state that the governor was not able to get. She is a private citizen. I mean, she's the first lady of Maryland, but she's still a private citizen. Uh, She's been a citizen since 1994, and she used her fluency in Korean and her relationships with diplomats to secure the test and negotiate a deal, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, there's um, a lot of this. Like, I have a family friend who just, like, used his connections to get some masks and then delivered them to a hospital. Like, I love how that's how this this whole effort is going. Like, you just right, have a bunch of people being like, all right, I think I can, like, find some masks somewhere. I'll, like, give them to someone. It's it's <laughs> crazy. And that's what this, like, piecemeal state-by-state strategy is, like, leaving everything up to. And you know what? I'm really interested to see because – Right now, the governors that are doing this are like the most competent governors in our country and stuff. Like Larry Hogan is a good governor. He is thoughtful about what needs to be done about coronavirus. Next wave of coronavirus infections is going to be can't even put on his mask. DeSantis. Yeah. And I love to see him negotiate a deal with fucking anybody about anything because he can't even put a mask on his face. It's it's a joke. <laughs> it's truly like a satire. You wouldn't you wouldn't like write it because you'd be like, that's absurd. He can put on a mask. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's another story that shows how the federal government is not only useless in helping states coordinate testing, but it's actively making it harder. Um, I alluded to this earlier, but they are straight up seizing PPE that 
the states are going to the trouble of coordinating themselves. Um, last month, 3 million masks were ordered by the state of Massachusetts and they were seized by the federal government. Um, the Chicago Sun-Times okay. reported that the governor of Illinois, J.B. Pritzker, is now arranging secret chartered flights of supplies as a way of outmaneuvering similar federal, federal interference. So like, if your governor can get a private jet, maybe you'll be okay. Um, the federal government, and you know, while they're doing things to like individually like actively hamper the the transfer of this equipment they can also outbid the states for ppe and they have a lot more money so that's pretty easy for them to do um, i just don't understand how they even like justify this like i don't understand yeah. it and part of me is like i wish they'd ask trump about it at these press conferences but he'd just be like what federal government i've never <laughs> heard of the federal government so i don't know what you're talking about i have nothing to do with that like, <laughs> like, it's so true. But yeah, I mean, the, the thing that makes this worse is that the states are legally barred from running up deficits. So they literally, it's illegal for them to outbid the federal government. So he can just screw everyone he wants out of PPE, out of anything. Um, this, this, the story that I had actually that was telling in the beginning was something that I'd read in the New England Journal of Medicine, which highlighted the lengths hospitals are going to to not only procure supplies, but make sure that the federal government isn't taking it from them before it gets to them. Um, an executive of the healthcare system in Massachusetts described working um, to source a large quantity of masks at like ridiculously, a ridiculously high markup. He said that when he and his team went to pick them up, only a fraction of them were there and they were met by two FBI agents who questioned them about whether they were going to sell the masks on the black market. This executive had learned that the Department of Homeland Security was considering redirecting the masks that they had just bought. So he calls his congressional representative like, what the hell do I do? And his representative was able to stop it from happening but he was using like trucks disguised as food service trucks to to ship these these masks so that they could like escape the authorities and it's just crazy like is this the handmaid's tale like it's, actually it makes no sense like i just don't understand it's it's literally the definition of a clusterfuck it's also because unclear what they're it's what just, they're doing Sorry. Yeah. No, it's only, we were we were about to say the same thing. Like it's just nonsensical and it's all because again, Trump does not want to be the ultimate responsibility for all of this stuff. And finally, our last story of the day, we've got something it's actually unrelated to coronavirus, but it's still very interesting. Um what is going on with Kim Jong Un? <laughs> Um, I mean, it's always hard to know what's going on in North Korea, yes. but so he, I, yeah. here's what we know is that U.S. intelligence is now monitoring news that Korean leader Kim Jong-un is in dire condition after having a surgery in mid-April. So this was reported by CNN who talked to an unnamed U.S. official with direct knowledge about this. You saw um, a lot of like the Kim Jong Un is in grave danger. Like, what does that mean, grave danger? Like, I is that a metric? I don't know. So apparently, it's really it's really shady. Like, we don't know exactly what his condition is, but we do know is that some reports are saying there was a cardiovascular procedure on April twelfth. He's not been seen since April eleventh, and there was like. 
it kind of it caught people's eye because he failed to attend his grandpa's birthday celebration, which his grandfather founded is the founder of North Korea. He's not alive, but they celebrate his birthday every year. I'm sure it's a lit party, and <laughs> <laughs> he did not attend. And um, <laughs> this is really funny. This is a quote that Amanda pulled. Uh, According to CNN, the North Korean leader's history of smoking and weight problems has been well documented. So they... Shade. Yeah, that's very shady. He's, uh, he's 36 years old. He's a little young, but I can't imagine they have the best health care there. Yeah, I would think that he would have the best health care. Like for But how him. does he... I mean... If he like kills a doctor or anytime they do something wrong, how good can the healthcare be? I feel like it's like, wasn't it? I I can't remember, but like I I feel like he gets access to like state of the art stuff. So I would think that he would have like fancy shit, but also who knows? I mean, anyone, anything like if we've learned anything, it's that anybody can get sick and shit can happen to you. That yeah, is, it's remember crazy. when Boris Johnson was in the hospital six months ago i know it's just crazy that kim jong-un would just potentially i guess die if that's what happens over just like a random thing that has nothing to do with coronavirus in the middle of coronavirus like that's just a an insane world event that once again i would not have guessed yes. was happening it's not also that hard i'm hoping to- that he dies or not hoping that he dies i don't i i'll leave people's opinion on that to other people <laughs> it's um it's interesting because it's like would it be better or worse like i don't really know because i don't know like who's next in the line well, of that's, succession that's a big discussion that people are having is that it would probably have to be some member of his family um but i don't know if there's a clear person because i don't think he was anticipating dying i don't know if he has a kid i don't think dictators like officially set up their successor until they absolutely need to yeah, and I don't think there's like a really obvious person either. You know, I like if he sister. had a little brother. Oh, he does have a sister. Isn't that weird? He has a sister. Yeah, he has. I I know he has a wife, but I don't know if they have a kid. But the kid would be young, even if that wouldn't matter. The baby king of North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, oh that would be God. so funny. Trump but is like meeting horrible. with a baby, and like <laughs> they would like meet in a like a playpen. Yeah, Trump exactly. would feel at home. Trump would love that. I know. Trump would love to meet with a baby. <laughs> he remember the baby balloon float? Like mm-hmm. ugh, when this is over, like reminiscing about these things, I can't wait. I was thinking last night. I was like, when this, like, I'm gonna be so fucking happy for like months when this is over. Like, I'm not gonna take it for granted. I I really hope if and when we get out of all of this craziness that I remember it and adjust my life accordingly. <laughs> like that well, I the, never fucking forget that all of this shit happened. Well, the best thing that they said in the uh, daily terrifying cast mm-hmm. um, was that he pointed out that like after periods like this, like there's usually like a bang, like the roaring twenties. Well, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to be 38 and living through that thing. <laughs> no, that's going to be like soon, I think. No, I know. I know. I hope. I hope. And then, maybe we'll, and then maybe like we'll do something about climate change and maybe, Ooh, maybe we'll get Medicare for all. Like 
it could totally turn around after this. I do. So that's what we're going to make happen. Yes, exactly. That's what we're going to make happen. Sammy, I think that's a really good place for us to end the podcast on that positive and uplifting note. We can Uh, do it. So until the end of the pandemic, when all of this amazing stuff happens because we worked really hard and we organized, (laughs) I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And this is the Betches Sup Coronacast. The Betcha Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. The Sup is created by Sammy Fishbein. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to Sup at Betches.com. Betches.